scent of apple blossoms and honey tickled his nose before he heard her footsteps on the grass. He stood up and stretched out the muscles in his back and arms, his entire body tingling from the transformation. Jillian Reynolds turned the corner behind the shed and stopped, hands on hips, glaring in a way that made her angular face almost scary in its ferocity. Did you get that out of your system? She snapped. Bishop snagged the boxers off the ground and pulled them on, in no mood for a reproach from her. I needed to run. Oh, good. You needed to run around the woods while there are four psychopathic women out there targeting your family. Glad to hear it. She sounded genuinely pissed off, and that surprised him. Granted, they needed all available fighting Lou on their best game, and Lou physiology required a resting period after shifting, so he couldn't shift again for at least two hours. But this felt... personal. More than a fellow future run leader concerned about a friend. It was also the first time she'd been so sarcastic with him. I feel better, he said, which was a total lie. He'd burned off some of his rage, sure, but the rest of his churning emotions lingered right below the surface where they had to stay. I don't care, Bishop. Going off alone like that was irresponsible. What the hell is wrong with you? Jillian didn't know about Knight's choice. She hadn't been in the room. Only six people knew, including Knight, and it had to stay that way for everyone's safety. He hated keeping Jillian out of the loop because her insight had been invaluable thus far but they could not risk another person knowing the plan. A version of the truth, then. My brother is being targeted by four insane women who want to make more insane half-breed babies with him. That's what's wrong with me. I'm sorry I'm not handling the stress the way you'd prefer. She scowled. Look, I know this has been hard on your family. Hard? He snorted. But night is fine, Rook is fine. We are watching the perimeter of the town, and we will know if they try to attack us. We have the advantage. We have the illusion of an advantage. What does that mean? She stepped forward, her scent invading his personal space and making his beast take notice. His beast had noticed her from the moment they met, and he had worked hard to quell that pull. Father once told him that his beast would know his mate when they met, just as father had known their mother was his. But Bishop and Jillian were an impossible match, so his beast needed to shut the hell up. I know Bryn went out of town, and I know she's back, Jillian continued. What did she find out that has you so on edge? It's classified. She snarled. Fuck you, it's classified. I have worked side by side with you and Alpha McQueen since the Stonehill attack. Don't keep me in the dark about this. It isn't my call, Jillian. It's your father's? Yes, and don't even think about going to him on this. He won't tell you. Her dark, flecked eyes flashed with anger. Don't give me orders, Bishop. I'm not a member of your run. No, but you should understand the very simple concept of an Alpha's decree. His frustration and helplessness was coming out in the worst way possible, goading Jillian into getting angry with him. He simply wanted her to leave him alone until tomorrow, when everything could be explained. She bristled. What is wrong with you? Are you trying to pick a fight? Hell yes, he was. If I was, I'd have chosen a better equipped opponent. She looked genuinely offended by that, and she had every right. Jillian was a black wolf, born stronger and faster than his common gray wolf. She automatically had a higher status than him, even though they were both firstborns of their run's respective alphas. He had been deliberately patronizing with his remark, and he couldn't bring himself to care. Jillian came forward until they were almost nose to nose, her very presence a live wire with this kind of proximity. His chest heaved, breathing a bit too difficult. Her cheeks were flushed, her hands fisted by her sides. 
She was shorter than him by a mere handful of inches, so she didn't have to strain to glare at him right in the eyes. His beast shuddered, aroused by her anger. He waited for a sharp retort or even a challenge to a fight, which he'd have gladly accepted, anything to get his mind off tonight. No one else has ever complained about my equipment, Jillian said. Her voice was smoother, silkier, with a hint of a taunt there. Was she fucking flirting with him? Her gaze dropped to his bare torso, then flickered back up. She arched one slim eyebrow. Can you say the same? She asked. Hell yes, she was flirting. He never considered it possible that she might feel the same draw to him as he felt to her. And even so, she must have already sifted through the reasons why they couldn't be together. He would be Cornerstone's alpha one day, she would be the alpha female of Springwell's run. Their paths had converged for a brief time, but their futures were not intertwined. Why don't you try my equipment out and see for yourself, Bishop replied. He'd flared in her eyes.